Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. Also, share us with a friend. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters and by The Open Sea. We are blessed to receive so many listener requests for particular stories. Thank you to everyone who has done so. We love to know what you think. If you are a Patreon supporter, please message us through your Patreon profile and we will prioritize your request to the top. Tonight, we'll read the second part to Swiss Family Robinson. The first episode aired on January 22nd, 2020. Swiss Family Robinson is an 1812 novel by Johann David Wies about a Swiss family shipwrecked in the East Indies en route to Australia. Wies, a Swiss pastor, originally wrote this book to entertain and instruct his four sons. In part one, the Robinsons ship wrecks and the family decide to explore what is left the next day. They make a boat and decide to set sail for an island on the horizon. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. With a hearty prayer for God's blessing, we now began to take our seats, each in his tub. 
Just then, we heard the cocks begin to crow and the chickens to cackle, as though to reproach us for deserting them. Why should not the fowls go with us? exclaimed I. If we find no food for them, they can be food for us. Ten hens and a couple of cocks were accordingly placed in one of the tubs and secured with some wire netting over them. The ducks and geese were set at liberty and took to the water at once, while the pigeons, rejoicing to find themselves on the wing, swiftly made for the shore. My wife, who managed all this for me, kept us waiting for her some little time and came at last with a bag as big as a pillow in her arms. This is my contribution, said she, throwing the bag to little Franz to be, as I thought, a cushion for him to sit upon or to protect himself from being tossed from side to side. All being ready, we cast off and moved away from the wreck. My good, brave wife sat in the first compartment of the boat. Next her was Franz, a sweet-tempered, affectionate little boy, nearly six years old. Then came Fritz, a handsome, spirited young fellow of 14. The two center tubs contained the valuable cargo. Then came our bold, thoughtless Jack, 10 years old. Next him, 12-year-old Ernest, my second son, intelligent, well-informed, and rather indolent. I myself, the anxious, loving father, stood in the stern, endeavoring to guide the raft with its precious burden to a safe landing place. The elder boys took the oars. Everyone wore a float belt and had something useful close to him in case of being thrown into the water. The tide was flowing, which was a great help to the young oarsmen. We emerged from the wreck and glided into the open sea. All eyes were strained to get a full view of the land, and the boys pulled with a will. But for some time we made no progress, as the boat kept turning round and round, until I hit upon the right way to steer it, after which we merrily made for the shore. Our passage, though tedious, was safe, but the nearer we approached the shore, the less inviting it appeared. The barren rocks seemed to threaten us with misery and want. Many casks, boxes, and bales of goods floated on the water around us. Fritz and I managed to secure a couple of hogsheads so as to tow them alongside. With the prospect of famine before us, it was desirable to lay hold of anything likely to contain provisions. By and by, we began to perceive that, between and beyond the cliffs, green grass and trees were discernible.